turn to the dark side and join me. I'll never join you! You killed my father! No, Luke. I am your father. That's not true! That's impossible! And Princess Leia is your sister. That's not true! That's improbable! And the Empire will be defeated by Ewoks. That's very unlikely. And as a child, I built C-3PO. Huh? And the Force? Well, that's just microscopic bacteria in your bloodstream called midichlorians. Look, if you're not going to take this seriously, I'm out. Welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Each week, a motley band of drunk comic book fans discuss a different book and attempt cocktail pairings, all while trying to not sound like complete morons. You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Links to all those accounts can be found at funnybooksandfirewater.com. While at funnybooksandfirewater.com you can find the recipes for all the cocktails featured in this and past episodes. Since you're surfing the internet anyway, do these poor bastards a favor and like their little show on whatever you use to download this episode. I now leave you with Adam, Q, Todd and Brian. I'm too sober for this. A world coming crashing down on cue. Brought to you by Grandma Spot Remover. <laughs> Don't mess with it. That shit works. That, that shit, shit works. That shit works. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast, episode 21, bitches. We are now legal to drink. Woo-hoo! Ironically, it's the middle of the day and some of us have to go to work, so we're not drinking on this episode. More caffeine-induced hilarity coming at you, kids. Uh, hey, I hope you enjoyed Comic-Con uh, in Salt Lake last weekend. If you didn't, um, I blame Adam. He's the one who broke all of it. Uh, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Wow. Uh, yes, so uh, anyway, so uh, yes, we are the Funny Books Firewater Podcast. We attempt to uh, you know discuss comic books and cocktails and uh, all that uh, ooey-gooey-goober good stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know what that meant, so I'll probably edit that out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, time to get Mormon drunk. Yes, lots of caffeine, lots of sugar, bouncing off the walls. So, uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Grindr, uh, I'm missing one, Facebook. Uh, and we uh, post some stuff there. We post uh, inappropriate pictures from uh, Todd's wedding excursions. We post uh, pictures and jokes and, you know, things like that. So, uh, and also I'm going to try, well, it will have been past this point in time, but I'm going to try and uh, post a bunch of stuff from Comic-Con. So hopefully there's some stuff uh, from there. Anyway. So we got our full accoutrement of people uh, starting in the great state of denial, also known as Maryland. We have Q. 
Hi, I'm Q. I'm super stressed out. I'm getting emails as we speak right now about um, costumes for like Christmas and why why are people questioning me about things that I want? I don't understand. I don't understand. Don't they know who you are? Just give me what I want. Um, don't understand these people. All right. Hey, I, I know what you want. What? Glitter. You know, well, that and the fact that uh, Cher has a new album coming out. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Seriously. Seriously. Could you, uh, could you tell me what you want? What you really, really want? I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. I want. I want. I want. I want. I want. I want. Really, really want. I want a zig a zig. Ah. Um. But really, what I want is fucking seven hundred dollars worth of red velveteen to make these dresses, and I want girls in, in ballroom shoes. But is that too much? Apparently so. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so we also have uh, excited for Cher's new album. We have we have Todd. Todd, how excited are you for Cher's new album? Oh, the words cannot describe. <laughs> cannot describe. I, yes, I, I just can't describe how much I don't care. So, Todd, I have an important question for you. Do you believe in life after love? No. <laughs> That's the only spare lyric I could think of. Um, no, so, yeah. Well, I got you. But if you could turn back time. Oh, shit. Of course. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that one. Yes. The one where she's awkwardly walking around in fishnets, and then you realize that one of the guitar players is her fucking kid. Yeah. So, I did see Burlesque, and I want that part of my life back. But First of all, that is one of the greatest movies ever. <laughs> what I love about that movie is Cher is in shadows the whole time. It's like, we need a close-up of my face, but don't actually look at my face. <laughs> don't look at me, I'm idiots. Don't look at me. But I need to be the star, well, but don't actually has, see me. She still has scars from that scrub down in Silkwood. So, yeah. I don't, I don't so, know that reference at all. Oh, God. Q got that, at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just... I, I'm I'm trying not to go off an email right now. I'm going to put that down and just <laughs> focus on this. What you need to do I'm, is okay. raise your okay. hand. Raise your so, hand. So, 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 for serious. Okay, for, so the, for those of you who understand theater and understand costuming... Someone is trying to fight me on something. Well, it's only for one scene. First of all, if you actually knew anything about theater, for the most part, things that are expensive and ridiculous and hard to make are only for one scene. <laughs> Literally, the Von Trapp children, the curtain outfits that they have to wear, they come on stage, leapfrog over each other for five seconds before their father yells at them to leave stage and change clothes. So if if you're going to tell me that I can't have something because it's for one scene, I'm going to punch you in your fucking throat and so then you don't even get Sound of Music. <laughs> like, 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 are you kidding me? Do you not understand how this works? Anyway. I'll stay punching in the throat. My wife has taken on the habit of punching me in the penis instead when I'm the You know why! You know why! It's one of the only good things that happened in that movie, uh, What Happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. For those of you who haven't seen it, um, Cameron Diaz's best friend says that the best way to punk a dude is to knock on his door and then crouch down so that way he can't see you when he opens the door. And then you just punch him right in the nuts and you go, You know why! You know why. And then just run away as fast as you can. I think well, if you punch a guy in a dick, you don't have to run too fast to get away from him. Yeah, no, no, you, really don't. You, can, you can casually walk away. 
Yeah, yeah, of course, now that you've said that, I, you know, I haven't had a good punch in the dick in a long time, so it's probably gonna happen now, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. welcome. Every day, that'll be someone's character just running around punching people in the dick. Punching. You'll be cockwalker from. Uh, I should totally cockwalk at Comic Con. Mark Hamill would be hilarious as Godknocker. <laughs> That'd be great. The show is not Mark. We implore you to. Yes. Mark, please come as Godknocker. Star Wars, you know, the Joker, no one really cares. The role that you really want to be known for is the Godknocker. Yes. Absolutely. So, okay, hey, Todd, Salt Lake. Not the Godknocker, the Godknocky. I don't know what that means. <laughs> You're the Godknocker. <laughs> No, the other two have that covered here. So, um, yeah, still recovering back. This is fun. Okay. Yep. Uh, also, uh, good for, uh, you know, his chances of being a, uh, another cockknocky we have, Adam. A cockknocky? Oh, well, yeah, because you're not the cockknocker, you're the cockknocky. Is, is that how you say it in Asian? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up here being horribly offensive and racist. Um, yeah, Comic Con was a blast. Hopefully, uh, I didn't get too drunk and blow, blow anything up during free wine hour um, or at Club 50 West. And yeah, watch me on or listen to me on here, the Board as Hell podcast, and also writing movie reviews for Big Shiny Robots. Yay! Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm after this. Like I'm, I'm gonna get prepped for the holidays for work and. It makes me sad that I'm already thinking about it. So it's uh, already here. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you some dumb things. I think you'll things. join. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll join in that pain. I'll tell you some dumb stories of some some things. I can't. There's a, there's a really funny dumb story going on, but I can't say it without revealing too much about That's where I work. Saving things out there. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Hooray. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm Brian. I uh, I work in uh, live in Southern California. Uh, I work for the uh, the evil empire uh, who is bent on uh, intergalactic uh, domination, um, and uh, we probably already own your soul, and you were not aware of it yet. Uh, anyway, so speaking of uh, of darkness and uh, empires and uh, all sorts of stuff, this week we have Star Wars Dark Empire, which is from back in good old how far back was this? This was uh, early nineties, I think. I believe. Yeah, ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, ninety one. It looks like. Uh, Dark Empire. So, this was uh, this was back when uh, Star Wars comics were being done by Dark Horse, um, and uh, this was a recommendation for Adam, who has already started to apologize for for this book. Uh, but uh, Adam, would you like to give a, a brief intro before yeah, we? Uh, so, uh, just so everyone's aware, uh, and Star Wars fans know this more than anyone else. Uh, this is what's considered the expanded universe. It was all the stuff that was written. Uh, after Return of the Jedi, but before The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Disney bought The Force Awakens, it pissed everyone off by saying, oh, well, if it wasn't in the six Star Wars movies or the Clone Wars cartoon, none of that's real. So it's all just for funsies. And that pissed a lot of people off because this takes place uh, a couple years after Return of the Jedi, uh, where Han and Leia are married, they have kids, and... Uh, Basically, the the remnants of the Empire are trying to destroy worlds with these little harbors, these big harvester ships, and we come to find out that uh, maybe someone we thought was dead wasn't dead the whole time, and Luke kind of goes over there and uh, looks like he turns to the dark side. And I don't want to give too much more away because that's that's kind of all you really need to know going in. And uh, let's just—I I recommended this because I read it as a kid and. 
you know, back when I was, we were just starved for Star Wars content. <clears throat> Thought it was the greatest thing ever. It's still fun, but it definitely hasn't held up well over the last 20 plus years. Okay. Adam is apologizing for a great deal. Um, I actually thought it was okay. Uh, so if you would like to read it and join uh, with us, or if you haven't read it already and uh, would like to do it now, go ahead and pause us. Uh, we will wait. It's the magic of modern technology. And when you uh, press play again, we will be back uh, to discuss uh, Star Wars Dark Empire. Um, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Welcome to Orientation Day here on the jolly old Death Star. Now, there are a few things we want to go over with you concerning Lord Vader. First and foremost, he thinks he has the power to strangle us. Truth is, he doesn't. If he ever realized this, he would kill us with his lightsaber. Thus, to keep us safe, we'll all pretend to get strangled. Okay, let's try practice. Commander Winston here will assist me. I'm going to hold out my hand like Lord Vader, and he will pretend to be strangled. Gasping for air. Grabs throat. Yes, yes. Eyes back, and he's down. Good show, Commander. Now, two of the floor chiefs will retrieve the corpse. Redress him, add a moustache, and he's back to work as Lieutenant Leopold. Vader has the satisfaction of killing someone, and we stay amongst the living. Why, Private Perkins over there has been strangled over 30 times, haven't you, Perkins? <laughs> Good man. Also, Kira, I was going to tell you, since we normally do random side notes, so since I've been cleaning up the house, uh, I found right. Jess inherited a bunch of... Uh, like, a lot of people at work have, like, action figures all over their cubicles and whatnot. And someone had left or whatever, and Jess had gotten, like, a box of them. So she put some of them up in her office, um, and a bunch of them she just put in a box and left in the garage. I'm like, well, they've been sitting in the garage for a while. I'm cleaning up the house. They're now going into my office that I'm redecorating whatever. So I now have a plethora of Star Wars toys and, uh, like, almost all the Avengers action figures. The funny thing is, is, so right now, the only thing actually on my desk is this uh, Captain America figure. But for some odd reason, it has opposability in the ankles, so you can actually make it point its toes. So I've been doing little ballet moves and dance moves with uh, Captain Marvel while we recorded this. Like, he is a fabulous dancer, I'm just going to say. So just imagine Captain America, full-on regalia, like, you know, leaping and doing ballet across the, across my computer's, uh, you know, desk. And that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so I thought you would appreciate that. He also can do full splits, so uh, I've done that a couple times as well. So uh, I might have dead drops. Uh, you know what? The thing is, if I could figure out how to do it well, I used to make uh, stop motion uh, like little movies with uh, action figures. A lot of Fisher Price people I did that a lot with. If I could figure out a way to hold him in position without it being too noticeable, I would probably do a little, you know, Captain America ballet routine and film it. Uh, maybe I'll work on that just for, for our own fun. Anyway. Oh my god, you have that much spare time? No, no not at all. <laughs> you know. Just but, uh, you know. I get bored easily, so you know I'll do a lot of I'm actually on company time. Is what I'll do. Uh, be Perfect! Yay! I'm doing this on company time. Yeah. Well, I, I read a lot of the books that we discuss on company time, uh, nice. and a lot more on top of that as well. Yeah, I read four trade paperbacks while work yesterday. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, what movie? Oh, Age of Extinction. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I okay. I can do. I, I can't do shaky camera in uh, in movies. Like I can't do it. And you add 3D to that, and I I will vomit so, so quickly. Okay, you're not excited for the the Blair Witch sequel coming out? Oh really? 
Yeah, I, it actually, was I kind of literally fun. puked in the theater of Blair Witch. Like, I didn't make it to the whole movie. I puked and walked out. Like, I'm sorry. I threw and they just looked at me like, yeah, okay. And like, I didn't realize that. And I was reading an article like uh, maybe a month ago and found out like that was a pretty common thing. Like, they must. Oh no! Someone, when I saw Blair Witch, it was that opening night. Um, and someone, a couple people ran out and, and puked. Yeah. But uh, the interesting thing about the new one coming out was it was actually a movie called The Woods. And they had trailers come out and all this crazy stuff. And it looked like just a scary movie. And at <laughs> Comic-Con, uh, they said, okay, this is actually Blair Witch. And then they did the one with ties in the... Because it's, it's like... It's like the brother or sister of the people from the first one are going out trying to find them uh-huh. like years later, and uh, it looks scary as shit, so I'm quite excited for this movie. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Does it hold up? Uh, I refuse to watch it because it scared the hell out of me. Oh, really? <laughs> I, haven't seen it since, I haven't seen it since theaters. Yeah, because once it was on video, I watched it, and I liked it. The, the, my favorite part of that movie, though, is when they walk in and they just have like the one person standing in the corner, mm-hmm. and then the camera tips over. Like, oh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, ch- check out the, the trailer for the new one, because that, that's tied in pretty strongly. Like, okay. it's, it looks creepy as hell. So. I'll check that out. Speaking of creepy as hell, we have a creepy-looking uh, Star Wars uh, book here. It's actually not that creepy. I actually kind of like the art in this book, I'm going to say. I think you complain about it a little bit. Okay, I'm the only one. Okay, so, so Q, there's a rant there. Uh, please. Thank <laughs> you. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Okay, okay, so at first I was like, oh, cool, Star Wars. Like, you know, I, I like Star Wars. I like baskets. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> have I ever told you guys that story? Okay, no. so quick quick side note. My catchphrase, I like baskets, comes from um, a while ago. I was on Facebook, and I saw that my, like, this was years ago. I saw a, a picture of my friends all having dinner, and I was like, hey, fuck you guys. Like, how come you didn't invite me? And like, oh, this is for our, um, what is it called? Like, the Sweet 16 basketball whatever um like you know you where, where you like pick your teams or yeah. whatever uh, and i was like draft? It, yeah yes and they and they're like it, it was like for basketball and i'm like i like baskets i can go to dinner <laughs> <laughs> so so like anytime people ask me about like sports ball things or joining fantasy leagues or i'm like i like baskets um anyway so last year i played fantasy football i came in second place i'm still owed money actually the one year i did play the basketball thing my friend made me a whole bracket where it was just like the hottest guy from each of the teams (laughs) i did terribly terribly yeah so just fyi I took, I took first or second our league last year too I, but then they didn't invite me back so then they got pissed at me because I guess I'm winning uh, so so anyway, so this book, I was I was kind of excited because I was like, okay, Star Wars, and obviously, like just from starting to read, it, I was like, oh yeah, so this is way different than Force Awakens, um, <laughs> you know, which is you know fine, whatever. I'm I, as I've said before, I love a good Elseworlds tale. I love a good alternate universe. I can mm-hmm. get into that. Um, mm-hmm. I just I thought that like the first. I mean, I'm assuming first issue because my trade isn't really broken up into issues. I don't know whether or not it ever really was or if it was just like one big book. Um, yeah, but it's not broken up either, so I don't know if it was just one big so trade. Mine, mine is, I had the, the Comicsology one that's broken up. Okay. Yeah. So like, I, I, just, I just felt like it was really rushed to like get to the point that it needed to get to. Um, I, I, I just thought that, you know, um, okay, so hey, we're just going to reintroduce everybody real quick, and then um, Luke finds the disturbance of the Force, and then Luke's get, Luke um, stays, and then, okay, now here's the real story that we want to tell. 
and it was uh, it just felt really rushed and I was but the art I, my I think my biggest complaint about the book is the art um, even though yes it does look like the people from the movies I don't understand what all of the green and blue and purple are. I'm like, can I just see the fucking people? Can I just like see like what color they're wearing without like weird green or blue light on them? I don't understand why I need to have all of this like weird coloring happening all of the time. I'm like, I can I just see uh, a white spaceship in a black space? Like, I instead it's like always green or, or pink or blue or whatever. Like, I, you can't even tell like what color people's hair is. You can't even tell what color the aliens are. You can't even if the peop, if the guy didn't look like Mark Hamill or if the, if they didn't look like Carrie Fisher tangently, like I would have no idea who these people were because like there's just no distinguishing color or characteristics of people. I'm a big as a customer, I'm a big color person. I feel like color is important um, in, for characterization and I think it just gets lost in, in just all of this like weird pink and blue and and green that it has continually happening. There's also like this always this weird shadow across Luke Skywalker's face which is obviously from his hair and I'm like wh wh why does this need to be here because it wasn't even really a shadow it was just like a, this different color on his face the whole time I thought it was a mask I don't anyway all right that that's my rant <laughs> I'm with you there too because I had the same problem with the color and what's really annoying and uh, I think uh, Todd you might not see this but in the the digital comic in between each uh, issue you've got the cover of mm -hmm. the comic and the art on that is absolutely phenomenal yeah, like stunning yeah, like the 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 cover of this book, it's really like it's really drawn de mm -hmm. um, detailed and really pretty, and and like even though you can see like there's some sort of weird light going around Luke's eyes, you can still see that it's a person with skin and hair and not weird fucking shit on their face. <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I, I like I, I just got over it real fast, and just as Brian said before with. Um, with X-Men versus Avengers, like I was just like, all right, how much more of this do I have to read? <laughs> and see, I can only find the digital trade that had the whole collection, so I've got like three other trades built into this stupid thing. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and I bought them, so I have to read them now. <laughs> but but it, even as far as the story goes, like I just, I, I wasn't all that kind of into it, and I, I, I can't explain why, I just wasn't into it. I'm, okay. and, th and this might be because you know, Force Awakens has happened already for me this wasn't something that I read I never really got into a lot of Star Wars Expanded Universe so I, I didn't have all of that like I read one book where you already knew that um, Han and Leia had three kids and that um, Luke had already had a son um and then, like, the kids got kidnapped, so, like, Leia had to go rescue them with Chewbacca. Um, but I, like, barely remember this book. But it was a, a long time ago. But, so, I, I you know, I, I, I guess I don't have that nostalgia. Like, kind of like how Brian and Todd talked talk about, um, like, Dark Phoenix Saga. You know, they just don't have that kind of nostalgia or, or you know, it makes you feel all happy and warm inside. I, I like an, another example. I don't know how many of you guys remember Flight of Dragons. It was a made-for-TV movie animated movie that came out a decade like decades ago um, it does not hold up 
to 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 time or expectations, but I still love it because it was a movie that I watched. I mean, John Ritter was the freaking hero in that, and it was amazing. John Ritter's a hero in everything. Um, so no, there, there's definitely like other terrible stuff. Like, does anybody remember the worst witch? Yes. Yep. Like yes. I almost bought that well, on Amazon the other day because I was like, I have fond memories of that, and I'm like. I'm sure it's probably terrible. Like, it's probably really, really awful, but I have fun memories of it. I was going to say, I actually am going to try to go now because I have more... I forgot that I didn't plan myself to eat dinner before I need to go to the theater. So, you want to give us your cocktail real fast before you go? Oh, oh my cocktail. Um, so, sorry, sorry, dear listeners, but I got real <laughs> generic this week. Um, I, I, As I said, I wasn't just really feeling this at all. So I went online, typed in Star Wars cocktail found the Jedi lightsaber and it is um, one ounce of sour mix one ounce of uh, rum one ounce of apple schnapps and then you fill it with lemon lime soda Um, I guess it can kind of like look green and glow in the dark Um, go for it I think it will probably taste terrible much like this book and um, I will leave you all with that. <laughs> Love you guys to pieces. I'll talk to you later. I'm out. And with Q-Gone, we're now up and rolling again. So, okay. Uh, yeah, so so uh, off the air briefly while Q was gone, we were discussing uh, Erie, Indiana, which also had the dude from uh, Erie, Indiana was also in uh, Hocus Pocus, wasn't it? Yes. That show does not hold up either, actually. <clears throat> we did uh, for... for um... Big Chinese Robot. Every single year, we tried to do in October like a, a Halloween movie or kind of collection of like maybe uh-huh. classic films we haven't seen or ones that we want to go back and revisit. And yeah, that movie is absolutely horrible, but I love it dearly. <laughs> well, like I loved it at the time when it came out, and then you know it was on TV, and so we were sitting there watching it work one day, and I was like, "Yeah, this does not hold up. Like it just really, really." Oh doesn't. no, it's it's absolutely horrible, but I still I still have fun watching it every year. Okay. So, um, after Q's rant, um, I kind of wanted to bring up the fact that I do think that this book, when it came out, and probably, Adam, your warm fuzzies for it, probably goes back to a state when there wasn't a lot of Star Wars that was accessible. Um, you know, it was, this was all you got. And I, I mean, remembering that time frame, I actually didn't mind this at all. Actually, I thought it was kind of fun. This, the plot was more simplistic than I expected it to be. Because basically, it's like you expect it to be this whole story about Luke fighting the dark side. And when he goes to the dark side, he sort of hints that he's only doing it to kind of help the Empire. And then, you know, and then I did like Leia being a Jedi. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Um, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting, actually. Uh, but yeah, so like, I don't know. I mean, Adam, I mean, what were your... What were you hoping to get from it that you apparently didn't get from it? Because you, you, you've been very apologetic for it. So I'm kind of curious as to what you remember it being and what struck you as it being like, oh, shit, I was wrong. I've made a terrible mistake. I think it's, it's more what you mentioned, you know, that this was back when, you know, we... Like I said at the very beginning, we were very, very starved for Star Wars content. I mean, we had the books... Um, but I was only, you know, 11, 12 years old when this was out there, so I wasn't as into the Star Wars books as I was later on as a teen and an adult, and, you know, this picked up after Jedi, and it was like Luke Skywalker turning to the dark side, and you, you kind of got hints of that in Jedi, because um, that's how he defeated Darth Vader, because the dark side's stronger, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it was just, it was looking back through the, the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia, and... 
just remembering as a kid having so much fun with that but like we just mentioned with movies and other stuff is you know you go back and revisit things that you loved as a kid and once you know I, I don't want to say that the, the sense of innocence you had gets lost because it, it does but you look at things in a different light as an adult and some of those things that were just so wonderfully amazing when you're 10 or 11 uh, still are like Star Wars, Indiana Jones. You know, there's a lot of really good stuff that, that carry over. But that's because it was of a higher caliber of quality. And this one wasn't. It was just more like, oh, cool, we get new Star Wars. We're excited. This, you know, Luke goes to the dark side, and the Emperor's back, and all this kind of fun stuff. So I, I, I kind of felt bad reading it because I was like, oh, this wasn't as good as I remembered. And that's why I've been apologizing because I didn't want to recommend a book that wasn't that great. Uh, it's it's not horrible by any means, but I probably wouldn't have recommended it if I wouldn't have knowing now what I, knowing that what I know now. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so we'll dissect this a little bit, maybe painfully. So, mm-hmm. um, so we start out with, oh, I'll have to go back faster. I read this a little while ago. Um, this is I do have to say I do like about the Star Wars books that they always kind of give you the because uh, the new books as well give you the, the crawl at the very beginning um, yeah. and, kind and of the new back Star Wars comics are absolutely fantastic and so I think it was kind of a slap in the face to go back and be like oh this is why it was a good thing they left Dark Horse <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> so basically you have um, uh, let's see there's basically a battle going on uh, between the Empire and the um uh, Empire and you know the rebels and there's Han Solo and he's flying around and uh, let's see you have oh I love the I do have to say I love the like little evil dog things the 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 battle dogs uh, I think I'm trying to find what page number that is so I can tell you guys where I'm at I don't know anyway see I'm uh, jumping between issues with that yeah yeah oh I see it right there it's on page 19 okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, those I thought were cool. I mean, you do see that sort of shadowy figure that starts, uh, you know, messing up the droids, and then you find out it's it looks like Darth Vader, but then it's actually Luke. Um, and, you know, Luke, uh, you know, kicks some ass in a Jedi kind of way, which is actually kind of cool. You know, he takes down an entire... I mean, he just basically stands there and takes down an entire... Um, you know what I mean? Which is kind of awesome. Um, yeah. So that's that happens. Um... Uh, what's going on? Let's see. Four Storm appears. Yeah, Four Storm appears. Um, so, oh yeah, that's right. That's okay. Sorry, I've read a lot of Star Wars comics recently, and we will discuss that in recommendation. So I'm like confused as to what story I'm on. I'm like, okay, wait, what happens here? So this is the one where they all kind of bail. Luke stays, and then him and R2D2 kind of get trapped. Um, eventually, they end up talking to the Emperor. Luke kind of, you know, says that he's going to go to the dark side. Leia turns out to be kind of a Jedi. At a certain point in time, I'm kind of blasting through it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then so she goes back and looks for him. She's afraid there's something bad's going to happen. Luke eventually turns out not to have gone completely to the dark side. Uh, they fight the Empire again, and uh, there's much celebrating, if I remember correctly. Is that the, is that the five second tour of this whole damn thing? Yeah, pretty much. It's the and you know, like the Emperor came back, and you find out that he was. And th- this is the thing they changed uh, a lot from like the because this is even before the prequels. So uh-huh. this was when. You could kind of they were taking liberties was that uh you know the story in this that the emperor was so strong the dark side of the force that it was actually eating away at his body oh right and then he was, uh, then he was making clones yeah right and, which was kind of a cool was, concept actually yeah but I, I was kind of interested like why he's like he's like 
when he transfers his consciousness into like the final clone before the, the final battle and stuff, how he was like, oh, soon I shall be young and beautiful again or something like that. And it was like, dumbass, why didn't you just fucking put yourself in a young and beautiful body to begin with? What's wrong with you? Um, yeah, is it so like, I mean, you have to wait for them to be ripe or something? Or I don't know what the deal is on that. I don't know. And it's kind of interesting because this is the same, um, kind of a similar thing they did in the Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars game where uh, I think it was the final bad guy, You, you when you were trying to beat him, um, you actually, a Darth Malak, he would go, every time he got his health down low, he would go to a clone and like absorb all of its life essence and force and heal himself mm-hmm. back up again. So you had to go do what Luke did and go kill all the clones first. Mm-hmm. Before you can actually fight the bad guy, so that was kind of a, from the game at least, a kind of fun homage to to this story. Mm-hmm. I love that game. Yes, that was a you great game. Maybe make a third one. So, so as I was going through and reading this, the um, a lot of the sequences, there seems to be a lot of spots in communication. You get floating heads. And yeah, a lot of this like, and they're only Max for some reason. They are. <laughs> But actually, it reminded me more of The Last Starfighter than anything else. Oh, yeah, it does have that feel, doesn't it? It has a strong feel to that. So you've got that nostalgia feeling going on in the whole thing. And I'm reading this, and it's Star Wars and content, but it's The Last Starfighter and execution mm-hmm. is really how I'm seeing this. And the colors are weird. It seems like the printing press had a mistake. <laughs> but it doesn't okay. because the second one's the exact same color scheme. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're all the same color scheme, but it's acting like, oh, the printing press made an error, and they're like, well, if you can't fix it, make it part of the concept. Mm-hmm. And for me, reading this, it was much of part of the concept. But the story, it's um, straightforward. It was um, pretty good and fun. I remember reading those um, Heir to the Empire Dark Forces novels when they first came out. This one is... Um, not related per se, but mm-hmm. it was fun and located in you know the same universe and whatnot. But it's I understand Q's point of view on this and uh, nostalgia and hungry for anything that there was to read. I get it. It's fine, but yeah, as it really comes down to, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad by any means. Um, Q seemed rather upset, but it's not bad by any means. <laughs> <laughs> It seems good, so he would. I don't know. Q's review was pretty. It was, intense. It was, it was a bit biting, but that's 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 the way Q rolls. Um, the funny thing that is, is. It's, it's like we're we're not very long into this, and we're kind of gone dry on this book. Like it's kind of like it's there. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just kind of like eh, it's just kind of there. It's there as we go through. I mean, there's moments. The Millennium Falcon flying around. Yay, Millennium yeah. Falcon! I know an yeah. ad. Oh, I know that thing. And yeah. how's the story? The story seems secondary to the setting. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it else. I get that. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, in that regard, is the story here is secondary to the setting, and that's probably the biggest challenge to it. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, Adam, I got. I mean, I don't know how much you know about this. I'm. I'm definitely very hazy. So, and, and Q might know this, but you know, he's gone. Uh, what is sort of the the history of? Because I know that Marvel had Star Wars for a little while. Then it went to to uh, Dark Horse. Like, what? How? Do you have any ideas as to how all those changes happened back and forth and and that kind of thing? <clears throat> not, not so much from the from the. Uh... The 80s and stuff. I can definitely tell you the the reason why it switched back to Marvel recently is because uh, so when, when, yeah. you know, Disney just paid pulled up you know t- three huge dump trucks of money 
and dumped Four million George dollars. Lucas's, yeah, yeah, and dumped George Lucas's front yard. Um, mm-hmm. They immediately clamped down on ev- all the rights and everything for anything Star Wars. So Dark Horse had Marvel. I mean, had uh, Star Wars, and they're like, "Well, no, we're Disney. We own Marvel. We're pulling this back in." There was a really, really cool Boba Fett game uh, called I think it was uh, Level thirteen thirty three or something like that. That was almost like that was very far along. I've been at a couple E3s. Looked fantastic. They killed that. Um, so it, they took the whole, like I said at the beginning, the expanded universe and said, "Okay, well that's all fun and good, but it never really happened. So mm-hmm. this is the only canon we have." And in essence, I can't blame them for that because you kind of had to because in the expanded universe, I mean, Chewie's dead. Uh, uh, Luke. Uh, Han and Leia had three kids, one turned to the dark side, got killed. I mean, there's so much that was going on that if Disney was trying to make these new movies... Yeah, they were trapped. Yeah, they had no ability... I mean, I could see that. They had no ability to be able to control what things yeah. did and because they had no... I mean, there was no... If, if there had been an overall through line through the entire thing, if there had been... You know, if... Well, for lack of a better term, if, if it had been more like... George Lucas had been more like J.K. Rowling and had a sense of a concept of where this overall universe went and was involved in that, I think it probably would have been okay. But the fact is, I, I feel like um, a lot of it was like, okay, well, you own the rights now, go for it. You know what I mean? And, and maybe Lucas Films had a little bit of involvement in it, but, you know, it, I feel like it was a little wild, wild west as to where things went. Yeah, and now you've got uh, Pablo Hidalgo, who was just at Comic-Con. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the guy kind of in charge of, okay, this is the timeline, this is what happened, here it is. And fans bitched and bitched about this, but it's like, Look, this doesn't change the fact this all still exists for you. You can still go back and read Dark Empire. Yeah. You can read the Thrawn trilogy. Oh, and guess what? In Star Wars Rebels, Thrawn's part of it this new season, and I, everyone lost their shit when that trailer came up because, yeah, look, they're going to pick and choose what they want from all these great and sometimes not-so-great stories. So, mm-hmm. Thomas to Fucktown, yeah. and just understand that it's you can still go back and experience and have fun. So, that's kind of where it came to this, and... Like I said, it had to be done. It was just, there was too much out there. I mean, I was a huge fan of the, the Star Wars card game that mm-hmm. came out that was by Decipher. And according to that, all the bits of lore and information on all the cards were 100% pure canon for Star Wars. Uh-huh. Well, I'll never forget watching the, the prequels. And in Re- Revenge of the Sith, there's a line where they tell um, someone to go wipe C-3PO's memory. Uh-huh. So that's why when you see him in New Hope, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. The interesting thing was, is on that C-3PO card I had back from the early 90s from the Decipher card game, specifically said, has never been memory wiped. <laughs> it's like, oh, it interesting. A, it was a dumb, small little thing, but it just kind of like irked me because I was like, I wasn't trying to be like that kind of geek, but it was like, yeah. wait, but if it's all canon, so yeah, it's, it had to happen. It's a good thing it did. We're still going to get the fun stuff we have. Obviously, uh, Force Awakens was great. So... Yeah, you kind of had to take the story and let it go. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Todd, have you read any of the new Star Wars comics? Not one. Okay. So I've, I haven't read them at all. Yeah. I've read quite a few. I don't think I'm completely caught up. Adam, I believe you've read some of it as well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm behind like 10 issues. Um, okay. But I, again, it's, it's really, really good. The Lando, uh, there was a five-part Lando that was excellent. Uh, Darth uh-huh. Vader has been some of the best comics I've read in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so all in all, it's very very good. Uh, so if you haven't picked up the new stuff, which again I almost for this issue I was going to recommend uh, some of the new new Star Wars, but I was like, oh, we we talked about we kind of want to do some more classic mm-hmm. stuff because we've been doing a lot of more modern things. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I was wrong. 
I, I feel like we, we might have realized why some stuff holds up and some stuff doesn't because yeah. we've, we've read a few classic stuff recently that I'm, I'm not technically thrilled but next week folks hold tight we're reading something new we're reading one of my favorite books uh, uh, a book called Sex Criminals which is uh, awesome and we'll get to that in a minute um, I have uh, so I've read of the new comics uh, I've read uh, two trades of Star Wars two trades of uh, Vampire or not Vampire wow uh, uh, Darth Vader I've read the uh, Princess Leia book, and then I've also read Shattered Empire, um, which I read Shattered Empire last night. The reason I wanted to bring that up, which I thought was kind of interesting, is Shattered Empire they they uh, tout as being a prequel to The Force Awakens. Have you, have you read that, Adam? Yeah, because you meet Poe Dameron's parents. That's it. Yeah, that's all it fucking is. It's really a story about Poe Dameron's parents and mainly his mom. It's a fun story, <laughs> but like I kind of because I, I obviously I saw the movie first because uh, I just read the book last night. I kind of expected, you know, there to be some insight as to who Snoke was or, you know, stuff like that. And it was like, oh, this is Poe's parents. Like, oh, rock on. Okay. Like, it was a fun story, but it, it was not as much of a prequel as I was kind of hoping. You know what I mean? It, it didn't it didn't explain as much stuff as I had. Worth the read, but don't really buy that hype of it's, you know, a prequel type thing. And see, what, I, what my friends and I, we did, we went through, um, because, again, last year, you know, about, I think, May of last year, uh, they started releasing the new books that were leading up to The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So we got, like, Lost Stars, which Lost Stars is, is billed as a young adult novel, and it, it ends with showing how that big Star Destroyer crashed on Jakku. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a young adult novel about these uh, two friends who uh, go to the Imperial Academy and kind of follows their lives, you know, where one becomes a rebel, one stays with the Empire. Uh, it's a fantastic book. I highly recommend it. Um, and again, it explains where that came from. But then there was all the stuff, like, leading up to, and it was really fun to get new Star Wars that were well-written and that were interesting. But, again, with very few exceptions... It didn't really feel like the road up to the Force Awakens because I mean, dude, Disney had such a clamp down on that. Yeah, uh, everything. I mean, we we got three trailers or four trailers that didn't tell us anything about the movie. It just yeah. got us excited, which is a great trailer. Um, but yeah, so much of the stuff that kind of seems like oh, it's leading up to this or it's explaining this mm-hmm. doesn't. And it's kind of it's almost like a bait and switch when you're expecting like oh, I'm going to read about this character, or find out where they came from, and then it's like oh, well. It's it's because they're her mom. It's, it's his mom or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like I said, I I personally think it's worth reading. I don't think it's, I don't think it should be billed as a prequel to, you know, to that. It's it's a story that happens between Jedi, and and mainly happens right after Jedi because it like, it's you know Poe's still a little kid in that, so it's still probably twenty years maybe before Force Awakens. You got to suspect. Hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. He's, he, well, he's obviously in his mid twenties in Force yeah. Awakens. So, and Force Awakens take is what like thirty years after, something like that. Yeah, I? yeah, about yeah. Right now, Brian Young is sensing disturbance in the Force and yelling into the air. So, well, yeah, that's true. If he wasn't so busy all the time, I would have tried to get him on this. But trying to get a hold of him is uh, a little tricky sometimes. So yeah, well, he's got like fifty thousand panels from Comic Con. So well, like four <laughs> podcasts as well. So you know, four wow. podcasts and a website and whatever. Uh, he's becoming his own little uh, media magnet. Uh, so, is there anything else in Dark Empire we need to kind of cover? Is there? I mean, um, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's a it's a pretty straightforward story. It was kind of fun getting to see some of like 
learning about like Han Solo's past because as much as he's a beloved character, you mm-hmm. don't know anything about him at all, really. I mean, the, the yeah. movies don't do a decent job of explaining who he is. So, like meeting his old, you know, cohorts, his old girlfriend, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of fun stuff. That was that was kind of interesting, but. As much as it's about Dark Empire and Luke going to the dark side and then being redeemed back, the book has very little to do with that. And that's, it really I does, think yeah. that was what I kind of forgot was that how little of the story is about Luke. Um, when in my, in my thoughts, he should have been he should have been front and center. That whole thing with him taking his father's place with the Emperor was kind of a big deal, and it didn't it didn't come across that way. No, it didn't really completely pan out. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's kind of a bait and switch. I mean, I liked the concept. I liked the idea of Leia being a Jedi. It kind of made sense that, you know, their their father was a you know great Jedi who switched the dark side. So it would be an interesting thing to see, you know, Leia actually uh, fulfill being a Jedi as well. I mean, it kind of made mm-hmm. sense to a certain extent, uh, especially if you go with the midichlorians bullshit, which uh, you know may never be mentioned again. But um, <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that was an interesting part of the story as well. Uh, I mean, there are interesting elements to this. It's just overall, it's kind of like, you know, if you're expecting a story of, of Luke fighting his, inter- like having an internal struggle as to whether or not he's going to be, you know, good or bad, that's not really what you're getting out of this book. Oh, and the, the part of the end where uh, Leia's unborn baby reached out in the force to help them, I wanted to find the writer oh, in God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yes. Oh, uterus Jedi right there. Holy shit. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, so, Todd, what are your what are your thoughts on that, on this in general? You don't have to talk about uterus ba- babies with Jedis if you don't want to, but, you know. I don't really think I'm in a position to talk about uterine Jedis. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? That would be a fucking awesome band name, though. Like, the uterine <laughs> Jedis. Oh, they're coming to Warp, they're coming to warp Tour this year. Oh, hells yeah. yeah. Opening up for the butthole surfers. The uterine no. Jedi. Oh my god! Actually, <laughs> my brother-in-law would totally be in that band. Actually, <laughs> uterine Jedi's. Wow. Well, when he was touring with his old band, he had uh, his in-ears had uh, dar- uh, stormtroopers on them. So. Wow. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I've already said mostly my piece about this. I guess for my uh, drink going with it, we oh, haven't shit, talked yeah, about it as much. Drinks. Um. Mine's not quite to um, Q's level, but <laughs> I did go hard and um, I'm doing Star. It's a bit of a thing. It's called Star Wars Blue Milk. Uh, if you remember from the original movies and whatnot, is um, Luke had nice blue milk on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So um, what this is, it's kind of a play on a white Russian. So it's uh, three ounces of milk, an ounce of cream, put in some coconut rum as well as amaretto, and then two ounces of that blue curacao. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of like a nutty creamsicle, but it's whitish. It's a bluish white as a blue milk. So you can add the more of the blue if you want to to get kind of a funkier taste. But yeah, so there's the blue milk for you. Um, yeah, with the Star Wars again, you know, I didn't, I haven't read much of the comics surrounding this. I do remember with Grand Admiral Thrawn and Mara Jade and all that wonderful characters that's no longer in the canon. And I hope they do bring back Mara Jade as well. Um, you know, there's so much space and room to tell stories. Um, as even of going off here, you see that Rogue One movie coming out. It's called A Star Wars Story. Mm-hmm. 
what I think that it positioned it very well is it's not part of the main plot line. Reading this comic and saying like, oh, we're reading all the characters, it's not about Luke. It very well could have the whole thing about Luke, but it's like they were choosing to focus on different points happening while Luke was doing his thing. It's like, oh, give an editor different choices of how to tell this story, and it becomes a Star Wars story and not the story, the main mm-hmm. through-line story of Star Wars. It's Mostly when I see Star Wars, it's about the Skywalkers. Yeah. And if you're not talking about the Skywalkers, but it's in the same universe, nothing wrong with that. It can be quite enjoyable, but at the same time, it's window dressing. And that's wonderful, but it's, um, yeah, a lot of this felt like windows dressing and it's just a story in the universe but not so much about the main through point but yeah so that's pretty much my two-bit review so my cocktail i will admit has very little to do with this book other than it is a star wars uh uh cocktail but i loved the fucking name of it mm-hmm. it is called the utini which you have to say <laughs> it that way utini um, it makes me which, super which super actually happy. needs come here in a in Java or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I found this on a... Uh, actually, I think these guys are somehow associated with uh, Geek and Sundry. But uh, it is half an ounce of cream de cacao, uh, half an ounce of cream de mint, um, one ounce of Kahlua, and uh, 0.5 ounce of cream. It's sort of a martini-ish, um, uh, like white Russian, I guess. But uh, yeah, like, Utini is just... I don't know. I, just, I had to say it. So, like yeah. a... Um, Alcoholic grasshopper. I uh, kind of yeah, it is yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, get your Jawas on and uh, you know, get go, your Jawas uh, on. Get nice. your Jawas on. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I uh, I dig. I just dig the title of it. Uh, I mean, so yeah. So uh, that was fun. Um, yeah. To give my two cents, like I I kind of still enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. Um, it's, I, I felt it was almost quirky in a weird sort of vintagey kind of sense. You know what I mean? I think that the I think the the Dark Empire name kind of is misleading because it is more about what's going on while Luke is like. And I think the the, the most interesting part would be Luke fighting the. There it is. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually, I think you can get that as a ringtone. Um, that wasn't my ringtone for a long time, actually. Nice. <laughs> I had R2D2 ringtones for a long time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I I dug it okay. I don't think Adam has as much to apologize as he seems to think he needs to. Um, I will say I think the current iteration of Star Wars books is definitely better um, and, uh, and more fun to go with, um, so I would recommend those. Uh, Adam, do you have a cocktail and two cents to throw in on um, this? I do. It's a Sith Lord. And so what you do is uh, you do one ounce of black cherry rum, one ounce of cherry pucker, a half ounce of grenadine, a half ounce of vanilla rum. Uh, mix, shake that up, strain it into a, a highball glass, and then top with Sprite. So you kind of get that nice uh, dark red Sith kind of thing going to it. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like I said. I, looking back on it, it's it was something that I loved as a kid, and now without the nostalgia glasses just kind of like ah, eh, it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not horrible by any means it's, just, it's kind of one of those things where yeah like I was stupid as a kid <laughs> I gotcha okay well so no, there's there's some good parts it, just, it, feels, it felt like there was just they couldn't really 
uh, decide on like one direction to take the story, and it was kind of all over the place. So, so okay, no, I have a, a important question to ask. Uh, so, although this was published by Dark Horse, do I put this in my comic book collection with my Star Wars comics, or do I put it in with the Dark Horse stuff? Because I normally break it up by publisher, but. Hmm. And now I'm torn on this one. If you want to, you put it where? Okay, so do I? So Star Wars Dark Empire. Do I mm-hmm. put it on my bookshelf with uh, Dark Horse, or do I put it on my bookshelf with the new Star Wars comics that I have? I would do it under Dark Horse because okay. it's a completely different era of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, that's a valid point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so because I haven't read any other Star Wars comics, if someone were to read this and like myself think, ah, this ain't so bad, this is kind of fun, I'll, you know, maybe check out some more. What are some other ones worth looking at, Adam? Um, to be honest, like, I hadn't, th- this was kind of my big standby from back then, uh, uh-huh. I-, I would say go with the new stuff, because, yeah. you, know, you mentioned the trades, you've read some of the trades, uh, the, the Lando one especially is a lot of fun, it's a, it's a heist story, oh, cool. uh, it's where he, he steals a, uh, a ship to get some artifacts, and accidentally steals the Emperor's Pleasure Cruise. Nice! <laughs> so he's, he's in a bit of trouble, because bad things happen. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a lot of fun, uh, but really the, the Darth Vader uh, story, I, I can't recommend that enough. That's absolutely fantastic. It's one of the best comics out there, and uh, it, Darth Vader is one of my favorite characters, so being able to see his story and his evolution in between the movies and how he became kind of who he was uh, as a Sith Lord was, is absolutely fantastic. So I, w- I would say go with Darth Vader all the way. Cool. Well, then uh, I guess we can do recommendations because I don't think we've actually done that. Uh, Todd, do you want to go with your recommendation? Yeah. Um, so this past week going in, it's not really related to Star Wars. Nothing wrong with that is though. But I did read a trade of Batman called Batman Broken City. And it has... Um, it's a single trade with the entire story encapsulated within the trade. So that's always a plus instead of these overarching, you know, 5, 7, 19 trait storylines. Um, it's just a very solid Batman story. And the villain's not out there too much. And he's really just trying to recover a, a gangster that's a bit misunderstood. But Broken City by Batman. Broken City. Check it out. Cool. Yeah. Who wrote that? Oh, I'll have to go look real quick. Okay. Remember. No worries. Okay. Uh, uh, Adam, you have any recommendations? <clears throat> uh, comic, uh, not really with comics too much because nothing really aside from Dark Vader has come out recently. That, oh, actually no, I will say uh, I'm really loving Civil War too. Uh, right. I don't know if anyone's picking that up, uh, but it's been really interesting. Had a kind of a slow, the first issue was kind of a slow start, but it's it's gotten to the point now where they're starting to take sides and uh, let's just say some people die. Some people I didn't think would die do, uh, but uh, aside from that, I just. Comic Con perhaps to see my life up, but yeah. I did get a chance to check out uh, a movie I missed in theaters. It's called Hardcore Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's essentially it, it's a first-person shooter movie, mm-hmm. like where you're everything's shot from your perspective. And like if, if you love first-person shooters, like you wake up in a tank, they reattach your arm, you can't talk because of the hibernation process, and it pretty <laughs> much plays out. It's it's like the best video game movie I've ever seen even though it's not based on a video game mm-hmm. uh, it's stupid it's fun but it's it, it's something fun to check out so I, if you don't you may not like it because you have the first person jitters well from- but like I I can do that on video screens I can't do that in, in, in the theater like on a big <laughs> oh, screen gotcha. I have problems with so that so the Jason Bourne movies get you going I, I, I have never seen one in the theaters I don't think oh okay so. but no it's, it's, it's stupid it's 
but if you like first-person shooters and you like video game movies, uh, this is a halfway decent one. Cool. Um, I, have I recommended Outcast on this before? No. no. Okay. So um, I've, I've been reading that. I have two books I'm going to actually recommend, but they're both by um, uh, uh, Kirkman, so uh, we'll call it good. Uh, so Outcast, uh, I've just read the second trade. I think there's a third out now. Um, basically, it's about this guy who um, he... He's kind of he lives alone. He kind of wants to be left alone. His sister keeps kind of trying to get him to reconnect with humanity. You get this idea that he had a wife and daughter, and something fucked up happened, and his something fucked up happened with his mother, um, and he ends up uh, sort of working with this priest. And it turns out he has some innate ability to be able to perform exorcisms, and not only that, but for some reason the town that he is in has an abnormal need for exorcisms. There's a lot of demons that keep showing up. And there is a mystery unfolding as to somehow he is associated with these demons, and they refer to him as the outcast. What exactly that means, we're not quite sure yet, at least not where I'm at. But so he's basically going through trying to, you know, help exercise all these demons and figure out what's going on so that hopefully he can kind of put his life back together again, which I've enjoyed it a lot. Uh, It's a hair slow, uh, but I've really enjoyed it. But also from Kirkman, um, I just read the most recent trade of Invincible, which they just recently announced is going to be ending at uh, some point in time next year, which I'm a little bummed about, but I also kind of understand based on their their reasonings. But uh, it's been one of my favorite comics for a long time. When I got into comics, it's one of the first con- continuing series that I started reading. Um, so I've been reading it for a very long time. There are like 22 trades out right now. Uh, but if you haven't read that before, it is uh, pretty fantastic. Um, and it, a lot of it, especially the early stuff, it kind of gives you that idea as to why secret identities were important in the first place and where that tension was with you know, like Peter Parker not being found stuff like that. So it's kind of got like all the best elements of superhero comics kind of all put together. Um, obviously, Kirkman is a, a lover of the genre and has kind of put all of his favorite stuff together over the course of the story. And then it, you know, as, as the characters evolve, eventually becomes, you know, some, an interesting um, conversation about relationships and families and, and that kind of stuff. But it's, a, it's, it's consistently been a pretty great series. Um, I'm sad to see it go, uh, but I'm sure it'll probably be amazing to the end. So, um, I recommend that. So sweet. Yeah. Uh, anybody cool. else got anything else? Um, I, nope. I think that's it. I've just still recovering from Comic Con. Yes, or will be. We probably all will be. <laughs> um, and hopefully, I got to see some of you. And uh, maybe this will be the first episode some of you here. So hi, welcome. Uh, nice meeting you, Comic Con or something. Uh, anyway, cool. Well, that'll do it for this week. Um, next week, we're going to be doing Sex Criminals. Um, which is, I think, my recommendation, so I will probably give it uh, a quick uh, intro here. Uh, The story is about a girl who um, she finds out, or she figures out that when she orgasms, uh, time stops. And eventually she ends up finding someone. She thinks she's the only one for quite a while, and then she finds someone else, uh, a guy who, same thing happens. So the two of them, uh, you know, find out that if they have sex together, then time stops and they can kind of go do whatever they want to do for a while until um, they're both recovered and ready to go again. Uh, she works for a bookstore or a library that the uh, that a local bank is sort of shutting down, and he works for the bank and hates his job. So they decide, hey, what better way but uh, to uh, start having sex in public, making time stop, and robbing banks, and then using the money that they stole from the bank to pay back the bank to keep their bookstore open. So um, more wackiness ensues, um, but it's a, it's a fun book. I like it a lot. Um, and it's something kind of current because we've kind of been kicking it old school for a couple weeks now. Uh, so uh, hopefully you all will enjoy that and join us next week. Uh, if you like what you heard, please like us on uh, whatever you know you download us on iTunes, Stitchers, you know all that stuff. Um, also, we're on Facebook. 
Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, and uh, you can find Adam on Grinder. Uh, and yeah, uh, that'll probably do it for this week. Uh, be sure to tip your bartender. Don't forget to support your local comic shop. Stay hydrated, and uh, don't let the uh, aliens uh, suck your soul. Uh, thanks, guys. 